when you like someone, you're just assuming like, I'm assuming you're gonna know I like you. I'm assuming you're going to know when I'm upset. I'm assuming you're gonna know when I wanna go out. I'm assuming you're gonna, like, I think it's easy to be in that. When you have validation or childhood issues, like you're in this place of, I'm not gonna ask because you might leave. Welcome to Life with Olin podcast. Here we talk about manifestation, that are tangible steps that are proven by doctors and psychologists. Bringing the woo-woo towards a scientific approach to help you letting go of what doesn't serve you and create space for the abundance to flow in by rewiring your subconscious mind. Backed up by neuroplasticity, psychology, energetic, and esoteric, here I'm bringing you my program. Some of my students and thousands of people from YouTube, they get help by pushing play. I'm your host, Olin Quinn, and I am from Indonesia. I'm proudly to say that I won a Green Card Lottery DP 2020, and I live here in California living my best dream life. And if I can, so can you. Your transformation starts here. Let the magic begin. Hey guys, welcome to Live with Owen Podcast. And in this episode, we're gonna say hi to the bestie, Darrell. Hi. Hey. What it is. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Of oh course. my god. Oh, thank you for having. Thank you for being here. I'm so guest sorry. Number two? The, no, actually, number one. Like <gasps> my boyfriend is not even like a guest. He's just I'm like. Honored. Thanks. I'm honored. Give you all the honor. Okay. I'll take it off. Take them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we're gonna talk about obviously your music, and. Can you introduce yourself yeah. and what you do? You may know me as Dero, because Owen has just so graciously introduced me. I am a musician. I'm a singer, songwriter, model, activist, all of that. Just mm. all those good things. Um, I'm a creative at heart, though, that just really just finds a lot of passion in creating art that reflects the history of the times that we're living in while doing it in a way that is just authentic to me and my experience and just telling stories, you know, that are genuine and just can leave something in time that when I'm gone, if we even have things to look back on, there's, this is kind of like a moment in time and my, of my experiences. That's so beautiful. And it's like, is it Dero or Dero? I, Either works, because I mean, the spelling is D-E space R-O-W, so the, I mean, it looks like Darrell. I just have always said D-Row. Like, I can say that name, I found that in high school, I was kind of just picking up like, oh, I want to sing, like, maybe I'll just go by like my regular name, and there was a country singer with that name, so I was like, oof, can't oh. do that. Because he, I don't even think he makes music anymore. You don't want to, like, fall into the legacy. Yeah, but it, it stumbled upon me. I was on Facebook, and I just saw it was, like, a recommended friend. It was, like, Don, and the last name was Darrell. Just no space between it. And I literally was just, like, that's kind of cunt. So I, like, just spaced it out, and I just ran with it. Yeah. And it was, like, a few years later, I was, like, well, let me, like, look at what, like, these terms mean. And they 
is kind of in Latin is like to descend from. It's like the removal from. And then just the English definition of row is just like in ascending order. So something that's just always repeating the same. So it's kind of like that juxtaposition of like ascending from the order. And I feel like with my music, it's like, it's not the norm. It's not like the standard definition of pop. Like I grew up with all different types of music and influences. Like I was lucky to have that and have parents that filled my home with like music and art and just like black culture like in a Jamaican household like that was like celebrated like having Bob Marley, Lenny Kravitz, um, Mm -hmm. Otis Redding, Mm -hmm. Marvin Gaye, Alicia Keys and then finding my own favorite artist like Janae Aiko was like the first artist that I think that inspired me to like start writing like I remember in high school like her sale EP came and it was like comfort and ending I remember listening to that in the car and I was like Oh, she got some, she got some things she... to say. And like that taught me, I'm like, oh, I don't have to write like fake pop songs. I think I started with just like writing stories of like, if I was in somebody else's shoes mm-hmm. and she was just so raw and real. And that was kind of like where I started like, oh, let me, let me kind of like tap into my world and really see like what's going on in my mind. So that, that's kind of like where music has like started for me like it's just something that has always just found me even if I like walked away from it it was always just like I was always pulled back to it when's the first time that you write your music a song the, the first, first song that I ever wrote and produced and put out that nobody will ever find because it's just locked away <laughs> was in was I a freshman oh my god! I think my freshman year of high school it was called let him talk Purr. If you ask my sister and my best friend, they rock that shit like nobody's business. But oh that, God. I think it was like somebody that was on my soccer team produced it for me. And I like went and recorded, I was taking vocal lessons with one of my teachers and she knew somebody that was kind of doing um, just like in-home recordings and I recorded it with him and that was kind of like the start of it. From there it was just like, every time I grew I met somebody different that could kind of like help me on my journey. Yeah, and what like inspires you the first time that you actually like make that um, song? That one, I think of looking back and it was like, because it was like, let them talk about us when we party hard. Let them talk about us when we get caught. Oh, that's like not, Miley Cyrus. I was not partying. Like, oh, I was not partying in high school. <laughs> Who were you channeling? Maybe I was going home when the when the when it was three o'clock and that bell rang. Maybe I was home. <laughs> Who were you channeling? I think it was like. I think a lot of black women, like artists like Beyonce, Rihanna, like, right. you know, the 2012 girls, the, the, the pop girlies were really like an inspiration. That was Miley Cyrus, that we can't stop. Yeah, so I think it was whatever songs were like trending there, I think was like in the back of my mind. But I think it was like their lyrics and their messaging was like, don't give a fuck what people are saying about you, like oh, yes. own that. And I think during that time I was like coming to, to terms with like what my sexual orientation would be. Who am I like in the world and like what would my, you know, what would a music career even like look like? I don't even think I was thinking about having this as a career. It was just like, well, what, what am I doing with this? Like, this is just a hobby right now. It could be something, but like, what am I, what am I building with this? So I think it was those songs, all the songs leading up to where I'm now were just kind of like my own artist development in a sense. It was like building the world of D-Row for me, but finding the pieces, finding the the right sonics, finding the right messaging, finding the right visuals, all of that. Yeah, and that goes into your story of life and the producer that you've met. So who's like the, right now you're working with... His name is Matt, and we met when I was in college. I was working with the same woman 
Well, actually, this was a different vocal teacher. It was funny. Everybody I met was through somebody else who I stopped working with. So it was like from person to person. And we just like, it was just like, it was like I was just outgrowing like them. They couldn't teach. Me. Yeah, they weren't. They couldn't teach me anything else. So it was never personal. One of them was. But oh. <laughs> taught me to set down from a, not I'm here. But, okay. <laughs> but yes. Okay. Real cute. It just, it taught me, I don't know. It taught me a lot about. Just, like, not giving up, especially being a creative. Like, it's not easy. Like, you're never going to be completely satisfied with anything you do, but you're always going to be able to get better at it. Like, you're always going to be able to learn something. So I think when I met my current producer Mm -hmm. in 2018, I was, like, kind of at a place where I'm, like, I'm just, like, don't really know if this is what I want. I think in the back of my mind, I'm, like, always going to be, like, oh, I'm going to do music, but it was a weird space where it was just like nothing was working out how I had planned it in my mind which is always dumb to think that you could like God laughs when you're making plans it's like the most real God the universe like they're laughing because you you can't make plans for life but Mm -hmm. I met him through fate like I remember I literally just searched like the producer I had like she just was like I can't produce your song anymore and like just quit like in the middle of like the vocals were recorded everything was done all the stems were done she just, like, couldn't add any more to it. She was just going through a lot. Oh. And we're still cool now. Like, I still talk to her from time to time. But I just, like, literally Googled, like, producers in L.A. And ended up on a website called Sound Better. And oh, I, I saw a black man with dreads. And I said, that feels like home. Like, yeah. a brother to a brother. Like, yeah. And I just reached out. And we we just literally made magic. Like, we made American Sweethearts was... That's my song that I would say that's my first single. That's, like, the first single I really put out in the world that felt like me. And everything was recorded. Like, he really just added, like, the right production to, like, make the song me. And I think from there it was just, like, oh, he he hears me in a way that I didn't hear myself before, but I had always envisioned hearing. So it was really just, like, it was like a click. It was a faded moment, and we haven't stopped working together since, like, we on and off will get together and work. Like I very much work through like spurts of time. Like I'm not somebody that will just always be making music. Like one, maybe I ain't got the finances to do that. <laughs> Two, I ain't got the time for that. Three, a pandemic happened, so I was writing oh from home. My God. Four, I don't have a number four, but we're you know, <laughs> we just conti- I just continued. One, I had to live life. Yeah. Two, so I think from college to from 2018 until Lord have mercy, five years, 2023 just lives a lot of life I've experienced a lot and I think the project that I've been working on now started in probably like early 2022 I think the messaging was late 2021 but I think I just I've lived a lot of life I've I've grown up a lot I think in your 20s you grow up a lot (laughs) and you experience a lot I think the music I'll make now look back at 30 and be like girl grow up you're fine well now that your Saturn is turning next year and don't talk about that man i don't but you know what i'm ready for a set of return okay Whatever happens i'm ready for it <laughs> i'm ready for it i'm so ready guys well i mean um what are you what i'm are gonna you? add astrology girl too but we'll just sneak that in, in well there, this so. is a very spiritual and we truth spiritual. and a truth yeah. only so we're gonna get podcast i'm i'm literally i told them i said i'm here to say taboo shit that people don't want to talk about and like especially coming from a christian you Mm -hmm. know background we're always like don't talk about that or like 
why are you talking about that? Oh my god, you're crazy. Yeah. No. Because it's control. I mean, I grew up Catholic, and I'm blessed that I was raised Catholic, but my parents aren't... Yes, they grew up with, like, their religious ideology, so there's some things that they're not going to be 100% comfortable with, but I think as they've gotten older, they've opened their minds to also see there's just so much more than what one religion can teach you, and these are man-made things, like, their beliefs, but... There's so much more that we just don't know and can't fully understand that it would almost just be like ignorance to just blindly follow just like a book. Like yeah. there's just so much more mm -hmm. than just what we're reading in a book and unfortunately a book that has been being re rewritten, especially the King James Version, rewritten by so, people. So, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. I always take those things with a grain of salt. I think I have a great relationship with the universe and God through my grandma like she was very spiritual very religious and I, love that. I think the reason I still keep that sense of God in my life is because of her like, it gives right. me something but it's like religion gives us something to like have faith for it gives yeah. us something to like ease those those fears yeah it's scary to be like living in this life I mean so like talking back to your uh, Jupiter return I mean Saturn return mm -hmm. your music has changed so much since the beginning of starting of your music, the middle of like finding yourself and your identity in this world, um, and going to forward towards your Saturn return, that is like a big change. So mm -hmm. what do you see and what do you um, analyze the changes from the first time you make music and now you're going to your Saturn return, which, you know, it's going mm -hmm. to change your music and how you make it. I think, well, I can't, I have no idea, you know, mm. what that's, what's, what it's going to bring. My hope is, is that I continue on this road of self-sufficiency and just not giving into any sense of, I can't do this, or this is, you know, this is something that I'm not ready for. Or I have to wait for someone to give me the green light or wait for people to say I'm good enough to do this. I have to just continue to just walk the walk talk the talk day in and day out and not waste a second you know waiting in fear or waiting in a place of just anxiousness like you have to, like i have to fake it even when i don't feel like i can do it and i think this last year has been it's broken that mold of being fearful i've had to get up on stage and sing very vulnerable songs that I mean I write all of my music and they're all stories that are very tough they're mm -hmm. not fun they're not I mean they can have a real they, fun they life. are they're, fun they can sound real fun they, <laughs> but the lyrics, but the are, lyrics really... are I mean it's and I continue to get more and more vulnerable with the things that I write now but it's I've had to really just come out of my shell I think mm -hmm. I've really just felt safe just making music and having mm -hmm. it from I I started making music for me. That's the number one thing. I don't make music for anyone but me. It needs to sound the way I want. It needs to be written the way I want. Like, this is not... I don't care what anybody thinks about it to a point. Yeah. I care about, you know, critiques and, you know, people giving their opinions. But at the end of the day, if I rock with it, ain't nobody can tell me nothing. Period. Period. Like, Period. if I love it, like my first mixtape... I was rocking that shit today like it just came out because it's fresh and it, I will play that to death because yeah. I, I love it. I love what I create. I love myself. And that's not something I could always say, you know, mm. I think it takes a while. And I'll have days where I'm like, girl, I love you. But like, 
why'd you do that? Like two years ago. It's like, I mean, everybody has those days, but it's, yeah. I think I, going into the Saturn return, like that era of my life, I think it's just going to be a continuation of just growing up and just getting to know myself. I think like in your twenties, you feel so old and I've had to like really say like, you're so young. Mm-hmm. Like you have so much life to live. There's so much to experience. There's so much to get through. Like there's no rush. So I'm not in a rush for any level of success or any level of anything. Like I'm enjoying this process. Even when I want things to speed up, I'm enjoying yeah. the journey. Cause I know once I get there, I'll miss like these times, like the quiet times in my life that I could really just like have my space and have my peace and not worry about like any noise coming around me what's the big theme of your whole music career at this point is it love is it discovering yourself in like personality or just sexually or you know um that's hard it's hard (laughs) to say it's like one thing i think with each project i've done my first project was nothing as it seems and i think that was for me just seeing my life through a different lens is just like nothing nothing ended up being what I thought it was going to be so it was like gaining my footing again in Mm -hmm. life and that was kind of through college up until like you know in 2021 like it was that phase of just like getting my footing back and growing up as you know a young gay black man trying to figure out like life and navigating relationships for the first time you know with trauma from you know childhood and trying to trying to piece that together and also trying to make sense of you know why I was letting certain things happen and meeting certain people and just doing things that I can look back now and be like damn but (laughs) (laughs) so I think from there it was like footing and I think till now it's like almost getting it'll give you exclusive it's a working title but the next project is called retribution for that is almost i think it started with getting revenge and i think it it wasn't revenge on others i think it started from there right i think now it's more so retribution on myself it's like gaining what i took away from me yeah and getting that back and breaking down the things that i would blame others for that they showed me and myself i think really every relationship friendship romantic platonic work relationships all of those will end up being those people will show you who you are yeah. and those you know the most powerful ones will trigger the shit out of you <laughs> and show you things you didn't know that you needed to work through so <laughs> that process has been the best for me because it's been like it was like regaining footing and then once i regained that footing after coming into myself and being like this is who i am yeah. it's now like okay but how do i find the pieces that were broken like do i put those back together or were those pieces i never really needed in the first place mm-hmm. am i looking for something new now do i need to leave you know i moved out for the first time do i i left that home and now i'm building my new home so it's almost just like i'm taking back something that i didn't let myself have instead mm-hmm. of giving it up to another person to be like you can't have this because I said so. It's There's so much power. I think we subconsciously like hold ourselves back. There's, you know, yeah. we have so much innocence when we come into the world and we're so ready to love oh and God. just do all of these things. And I think it only takes like one or two times, with, you know, where someone does something you didn't like and you pull back and you create like this hard, you know, this hard show. I'm a cancer. I will go back into that. I'm cancer. Don't play with me. Like <laughs> that's amazing. Sorry, I, I'm that. I will go back into that shell and just create that 
that safety. So I think, mm-hmm. trying to answer your question with so many words, I think the legacy I want to leave behind is just just being authentic and genuine. I think it's yeah. I think it's really simple. I think it's just me being me. Like I don't think I'm trying to leave a message. I think I'm I'm doing this for me. Yeah. I think this is my in a sense therapy. I, I go to therapy. Nothing should be your therapy. Go to therapy. Y'all. To but I man. think for me it is this is my journey into like understanding what my life is supposed to be and I don't know how long I'll do this. Yeah. I have so many passions, you know, like I want to do interior design. I want to open up my own, you know, little farmstead and have my own things going on. So there's a lot I want to do with my life. I think this just makes the most sense right now. I have a lot to say with this. I've never, I, you never told me that you wanted to make a, like, a farm. Girl, that just came to me, like, a few weeks ago. I was like, I think. That, that is so many I think I want to do that. That is so many gen of you. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that too. Because I'm like, I'm a, I didn't tap into human design until I was you know this manifestation babe academy that I'm like enrolled in her name is Catherine Zinkina and she's like you know manifestation is not only like your thoughts and your subconscious mind and also like how your human design is I'm like human design what is that what is that and so I search it up and I'm like oh I'm a cap and a Manny Jen and that's why I wanted to be a beauty blogger. I want to be a singer, songwriter, actress. Oh, also, you know what? I want to be a realtor. And scratch that. I want to be it's a coach. It's always changing. It's always <laughs> a changing. A podcaster. And then you're just like interior design. I never know that. That's oh, crazy. I've always been into that since I was like little. You can ask I mean, my parents. I literally would like draw like maps out. I mean, you're in the space. So oh my kinda, god, I I've went, got a touch. I've got a touch, love. Like <laughs> he got the touch. I went to his house. This is, I'm in um Dero's house that I'm gonna place right now and it's just so modern. So it's modern, it's clean, I think clean, for me. I wanted to build spotless. a home that felt safe. I right. think safety is like my biggest thing. Like I just want to feel peace. warm and I wanna feel like cuddly mm-hmm. but girl gotta look good like i'll be tacky <laughs> it's all neutral there is candle lighting light up and then books would it i love it mm. and the rug also you have the eyes a, little, a jute rogue <laughs> i want to change it out but we'll see i'm into it right now A word, a word for my, for my partner, partner is from is Monica, Monica Vinader. Vinader. I am super excited, I am super excited to tell you guys about this that partnership that I have with Monica Vinader. One jewelry brand in the United and States. lately I've been I am gaining in diamond tier so and many followers. And sign up, go ahead and sign up as the brand ambassador. All you need to do is just pose what they are. And to be honest, I am well treated by Monica Vinader because they send my jewelry every single time that I up level my tiers and if you guys use the code that I will show you guys on the show notes I link that up for you guys to have 20% off all of your purchase which is such a great deal Monica Vinader has sustainability report that you can look up in their website they're planet conscious trailblazing industry change for the good of planet people first caring for people empowering communities and leading the way courageous governance shared ambition and they have 227 traceable designs so you know where their jewelry came from 
51% of gemstone styles use gemstone strings from mine to market, driving their industry forward. 100% recycled silver and gold, processing towards a circular economy, and they are reimagining supply chains, setting the standards in ethical sourcing, taking lasting and meaningful action. I love the fact that they have 133 volunteering hours giving back to the community. 25,000 pounds donated to the Trevor Project in Stonewall, UK in 2023, showing their support for the LGBTQ plus community. They have 75 plus customer net promoter scores from 38,400 responses because they are truly customer obsessed. You can find all of my jewelry pieces that I personally use on my Instagram and on my TikTok. And of course, again, if you guys would love to purchase Monica Finiter, they have the cutest, cutest design that will be linked in my show notes. You will get 20% off all of your purchase. I love you guys so much. Let's get back to the podcast. Mwah. Yeah, well, um, touch base on how and finding who you are in like love way because this is I always talk about manifestation mindset and love mm -hmm. and throughout your music how is creating music out of love makes you in a way that you are right now because you said like you know, being a black gay man in America is very, it's, it's hard to actually find the people that you can see as, oh my God, that represents me. It's mm -hmm. so freaking hard. Like I couldn't even see myself like Asian women. I mean, right now, obviously like Korean, yeah. like culture is so huge right now and the girls are so popular, but there's no Indonesian girl that is making it in USA except this one uh, girl is Nikki. Her name is, but that's just it you know it's really hard and going and by the way like i'm straight so finding love is just like okay how it is in social life but i want to know more about what how love is from your point of view and how you make music out of it mm -hmm. i think for me i look at love like not through just romantic relationships i think it's it's broader than that i think how we love is like something we learn from a really young age mm -hmm. and it's taught to us like by our parents i mean i grew up i was lucky to grow up with both parents so it was a, that was kind of like the first forms of love mm -hmm. that i was ever get to see i love my parents and i think parents do a great job but i they can't do everything right like it's i i'm at the age now where like it would be insane to expect my parent like they're people too yeah they weren't loved in all the ways that they probably should have been loved as well too and i think starting there and you know starting to date and experience I guess forms of love I wouldn't say I've ever let myself be fully in love before I think it's been more so being in love with the idea of people I think when people fall short I fall in love with their potential and I think through my music I'm able to look at the lyrics and be like oh okay they're really like there was a fault and where this could have gone because I was okay with them not giving me any more than that because I didn't it didn't allow me to have to go and be any more vulnerable than I wasn't comfortable being. Mm -hmm. So I think that 
it hasn't hindered my music, but it's shown me more of a tone of self-love in my songs. There's more confidence. There's more like owning a situation. There's more telling it how it is, telling, you know, this is what you miss. This is what you're never going to get again. Like, because it took me a minute to realize I'm not going to find a love stronger for me other than for myself. Mm-hmm. That's just never... If you find it, call me, girl. But I just don't think <laughs> you're going to find a love that's as unrequited as the love that you're going to get from yourself. And if you can't give it to yourself, it's foolish to think you would get it from someone else. Yeah. And I think I was blind to that for a long time, as anybody would be. I think it's not easy dating as a gay person. Like, it's just not, especially as a black, you know, queer person. It's a whole different line of getting through people fetishizing you or, you know, having racial kinks and just not being, you know, I've just experienced a lot of people just being so ignorant to mm-hmm. where it's just like, that just left your mouth. You really just said that? Yeah. Damn. Like, you really thought that? Damn. Like, yeah. it's just so, and I don't waste my time educating anyone. I think that's another important thing. It's like, I can only give you so much of my experience, but I think I've learned, like, I can't hold anyone's hand. Like, I've had experiences where, you know, if I've dated someone who's not black, it's more so, you know, well, I hope I didn't do this or make you feel weird in this way. And it's like, well, I can appreciate that. It's, you know, it's their job to educate themselves, too. Like, I can't, I can only do so much for someone, too. So I think in finding my own confidence, too, it helps me move in a different way where it's like, if I cut the bullshit, like... I'm not going to be or spend time with someone that's just, you know, ignorant as hell. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to be in that space of just getting the validation in the moment and just moving on. I'm really focused on just healing myself and Mm -hmm. going on that journey of self-love and just filling my cup first Mm -hmm. in every situation and Mm -hmm. showing up when I feel I can show up and pulling back when I feel like my emotions are in disarray and they're... They're being triggered by something else. Yeah, and I totally get it from like a standpoint of like a like a race kink. Yeah, I never felt so seen that way until I moved to like America, and yeah. it was everybody was just like looking at me as if I'm like an object, and it yeah. doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It feels, it just doesn't feel good. You feel othered. It's it's like an object. Yeah. It's just like it's, and it makes and you I think feel media, disgusted. I think media really plays like a really big part in that and how our races are portrayed. Like they it's taken so many years to portray black people, especially yeah. black women, yeah. as other than just being loud and obnoxious when black women I mean, my mom's a nurse, my sister has an accounting degree, my older sister works in computer science. Like Ooh. black people are more than just like what the media has wanted to show us for so many years and because of that, it's created harmful stereotypes about who we are especially in the queer culture like it's sexualizing certain things about black men that you know whether they're true or not that's not the reason why you should you know i get having preferences but i think there's racial preferences to me are just they're different i'll leave it there it's just i i don't feel that way like i'm attracted to a person like yes i could be attracted to looks but it's never for me it going to be solely based on racial preferences Mm -hmm. it's just that's a different way of looking at things and 
I'm sure that would be an interesting study to look into why people go that way. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with whatever media you consume mm -hmm. can definitely affect that. But yeah, it's just racial fetishizing is not nice. So if you've done that or if you know someone that's doing it, call them out. Clock it. It's ugly. It's weird. And don't forget to call 911. Yeah. Like, who's doing that? Like, it's just so, like, that's just, you're weird. You're, like, really weird. Like, why are you doing that? Like, oh, my God. This is weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, uh, let's, let's talk about manifestation because it's such a big theme of our life and we are such a believer on it. What is... Okay, well, how do you know manifestation in the first place? And what's your biggest manifestation and so far? For me, when I look at manifestation, the only way it works for me is just not trying. I, it right. really is just something I really just have to really just forget about. Like, even in the smallest forms, like, it can be as simple as going like, oh, I forgot to get something at the store. And then, like, today, it magically right. is just there for me waiting for me because I literally forgot about it wasn't that like attached to an outcome of anything I the think meaning. like with music media my producer like I really was at a point where I'm like I am not attached to continue like I want to work with this person but I'm not attached to finding like the best thing like in two seconds and it literally showed up in two seconds because of that removal of oneself yeah. from like the outcome like I think for me I look at manifestation as you know obviously like staying true to like the end goal like having that in your mindset but i think it's like letting go of the steps in between mm -hmm. but also like learning like you have to take some like you have to meet the universe halfway right like there is a level of action like you have to take like if you want to meet your soulmate you cannot just write that in a book light a candle and then just never leave your house <laughs> it's you're gonna be alone forever like you yeah. have to like meet the universe halfway and that doesn't yeah. mean like Hopping on every damn app and just getting it around and popping. If that's for you, that's for you. Yeah, exactly. Do it, girl. Like, yeah. get it out your system. But it, it can be as simple as spending time with yourself, taking yourself out for a day or, you know, meditating or starting therapy. Like, it can start as small as just doing the work to, like, love yourself first and letting the universe know, like, I'm taking care of me so that if I meet the right person, like, I'll be stable enough, I'll be grounded enough. And we don't always meet people at that place of being grounded. Mm -hmm. But the universe is funny like that. Some of us won't do the work until we meet somebody that will make us do that work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll leave because the work is done. Yeah. Because you meet the right person later who's going to show you a whole different world that you didn't know existed. Yeah, I was, I was deep in that rut of... Well, because I'd never dated anyone ever in my life so seriously until... Because I'm, I'm not into Indonesian people. I'm not going to lie. Maybe some of you Indonesians are going to be like, oh my gosh, she's a fan. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't really like... I don't care for any race. Like, I dated so many races. I, I don't... I don't pick up a race, but I just... I know that they're going to first speak English. That's their first language. And so when I finally get to manifest like living in america i started dating app oh my god i was crazy and coming from someone who's really controlled by her mom before i would go out with different man every month mm -hmm. because oh that man that's not bad like that's like Oh, every it, month is it bad well but like if it's every night then we gotta stop but. <laughs> <laughs> no but like 
I like you don't understand. Like my mom would freak out if mm-hmm. I go out to a park, even with my roommate. Well, how how? Oh, okay, okay. How old were you when you first came here? Twenty. Twenty. Wow, that's fucking crazy. I give it to Mama though. I oh, give, it was so crazy. She's in a whole new land with her yeah. only child. Like it's just yeah. you guys. I'll give her that grace. Like I can right. understand we like could... that fear of just like don't get pregnant or don't get kidnapped <laughs> or don't disappear. No, it's just the fact that she would be okay for me to... And I would have my own way of like, no, I met him on through Instagram. Like, we're going to meet. And she's like, okay. So so I shout out to her. Like, she would trust the fact that I'm okay and not getting killed by a random man through Tinder. She doesn't know what Tinder is, but like... (laughs) Good. (laughs) (laughs) But I was deep in that. Is that like a Netflix show? Sorry. The Tinder Killer? Was that on Netflix? Oh my god. No, it's Tinder Swindler. Well, don't let her watch that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like good now. You got a man, so it's okay. I feel like no, I got you a got man, man now. And That's so true. Actually, yeah. we'll go back to that point, but it's so true. Like, yeah. even on, like, just, like, gay apps, too. You got to be careful. Oh my there's god. Actually, there's, like, on a serious note, like, if you are part of that community on those apps, be so careful with who you meet up with. <laughs> like... No, yeah. it's it's Seriously. very scary. Like there yeah. are very evil people in this world exactly. who will, you know, take away your opportunity to live. And I mean that like in a very like real way. Like you have to be so careful with who you're meeting up with and just letting a friend know where you are. Like mm-hmm. do not go and meet somebody for the first time like at their home. I don't, don't matter what yeah. you're feeling hot and heavy, baby don't. Just, you mm. have no idea. Do it in a car. You know, <laughs> I cannot speak from experience that I ever did that properly, but I'm a big man. So, <laughs> but even if you are big, just yeah. be smart. Yeah. Think it through, you know. Yeah. You don't need to meet some random ass, no picture person. Like, just mm-hmm. take your time. Breathe. There's no rush for anything. Public be place smart. Over Public place always. Make sure there's people around you. The world is a very scary place right now. So, if we can just keep people safe, like especially black trans lives like who are disproportionately affected by this like Mm. we've seen violence against them on an entirely different level because of the rhetoric in this country and it's just it's disgusting to see and you know well in my music and from what i'm doing with my music like i just hope to champion those voices and continue to just champion our community Side note, go back because I'll go to tangent. <laughs> but yes, but yeah, through the dating app, didn't work at all. When someone really, really liked me for who I am and not even trying to kiss me in the first or two times that we met, I'd be like, Ugh, no, ew, right, ew, right away. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when I like someone, it's like no communication at all. I was super stressed. I was crying. I was dyeing my hair red. I was that kind of like girl. And it never worked. Dating app never worked for me. <laughs> and shout out to like I met a an old friend that not friends anymore. She met her fiance through Hinge. Mm-hmm. I think Hinge is different with Tinder, but it's still online. Like you're not marrying them like organically. And I think that like changes the whole perspective. Like if you meet someone organically, which I did, mm-hmm. it's just so different. You think? It's so different. Because, you know, like, on Tinder, like, they show them the best picture ever that yeah. they have. And what I have, oh, my God. When I'm, oh, like, yeah, pretty dolled up, go ahead and, like, put it. Like, I'm not putting, like, my, my, right now, like, I don't, I don't have any makeup. Like, I wouldn't put myself out like that at that time because I was so insecure of myself. But 
through organic like organically me meeting connor it was just like so different because well first of all when i first met connor he was almost anorexic mm-hmm. and that wasn't my type if i were to he was on the tinder i would like swipe left yeah it's not like he's not attractive he's so attractive but like if i were to see him based on like the tinder app i would have based on the looks only boom left you know and that's my experience and you know i you shout out to you like so many people like freaking you know marry someone online but mm-hmm. i don't know i'm like I did that and it didn't work on me and I was so desperate and I was just like mm-hmm. I think it what goes with a lot of person no matter no matter male or female whatever I like generate into you or the way that if you like men that is another like story you're gonna mm-hmm. like freaking cry you're gonna freaking overthink yourself unless you truly find the one who really can give you that not physical only but spiritual oh my god spiritual is so heavy on us i feel mm. like because we're so such a spiritual soul and emotional that would like talk to you mentally without even talking but also mm. because of that they can like okay i can see that there's something in here i want to talk about it mm. to you I don't, i don't know why i'm bringing this up but it's just that has been like a huge testimony and huge revelation towards my life like throughout my life Mm -hmm. out of dating organically and i thought i would find the love of my life through tinder and i and i I literally thought that i would actually do that and before i met connor i was like this guy like came back with me after i like you know don't care about him no he still want to dtf and i'm like actually no actually when i see it It looks ugly, so yeah. it's like your personality. So I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, because do you think that you were looking for the love of your life on those apps, or were you enjoying like the rush of the quick, like, because it's like social media, like it's like a game in a sense. So I think there's a lot of like validation and like they like you back, and you're like, well, he's really cute. Like, oh my god, he liked me back, and just <laughs> it's almost just like it's like a hit. It's like a drug. There's like it's a dopamine rush for the brain. Like, do you mm-hmm. think like Maybe you were your subconscious really wasn't looking for love. Like you were in a new country. Like I'm just looking to get attention. Like I'm in a new city. I have a I'm a new woman. You know I'm in my twenties. I'm ready to have some yes. fun. Like not too much fun, but I'm ready to be told like all these like magical things. And yeah. by the time you, I think everybody goes that you burn out on it. Where it's just like someone's like, well, I'm taking an Instagram break. Cause like you're so burnt out on like taking in all of that energy from other people. Or it's just like I just give up. Yeah. I just need a second to be like, okay, I can only be validated by somebody else for so long before I have to do it myself. Because it's like, if you never do it to yourself, there can be 15 guys sitting with you in a room. You're like, you're beautiful. I want you. I want you. If But you, you haven't said that to yourself in so many months. It's just like, you're right. who am I? Yeah. What am I like with without like these things or these people that aren't even sitting next to me? It's just lighting up my phone. Mm-hmm. It's just like... And our phones are so interesting because it's just like anytime it lights up, it's like, oh my god, a notification. I remember Here we go. that feel. I remember that feeling. Yeah, when, especially on Tinder or like those apps, like they'll send. Like, it's like a little what? Like you have a new match, and it's it's like a rush. It's like somebody's interested in me. <laughs> what? I never thought it like That's that. That's so crazy. <laughs> but it's like it's like it's such a weird mental thing where it's like yeah. if you meet somebody in real life, or if it's like a slow burn thing where it's like you're always seeing each other. 
it's so much it's different not saying you can't meet somebody like on an app like that mm-hmm. of course you can yeah so many people have like it's 2023 of course like of course we're gonna meet people like that it's not the stone age like we're not rolling rocks up and down the hill and saying hey girl like <laughs> you want to come to my hut like no <laughs> yeah. but it's like with new technology comes new problems like yes. the more we you get the double. more we have to overcome like mm-hmm. there's only so much good before the bad steps in yeah when i first got here i was like i never really saw it as like a Son? Is that a freaking verb? I don't know. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen. seen. Yeah. Jeez. I've never seen. seen. Good. I've Get never girl. seen. You got it. Per. My English is getting better. You got Anyways, it. Anyways. Um, My Indonesian is getting. Hello. Abakabar. I'm not going to try to do that. I'm Dada. Dada. Like, not yet, though. <laughs> I'm, not doing I'm not disrespecting anybody tonight. <laughs> no, no. That's. Okay. Let's not IDDing. But what I'm saying is that when my, I've never seen as like the pretty girl or never really spoken to as like oh she's a pretty girl because in indonesia if you're light-skinned asian Mm -hmm. that is the standard yeah and i'm like tan and i don't really well i i do look kind of chinese because i have like chinese blood in me but it's not the chinese that they're looking like they they want like a white skinned porcelain chinese and i'm not that and when i move here everybody's like holy shit like you're so exotic you're this and that i'm like oh my god oh my god really really and then, yeah. and then i was just like putting myself out there I'm like oh, i'm so hot and then i literally was i told the guy that i thought that i'm going to be with i said i actually just want validation he's like well you need to work on that and i'm like well you need to work on something because like you just got out of a relationship and you really want to like you know be with someone um hooked up wise but you're not being able to like communicate that yeah that's what like the conversation is well, it's like, like hookup culture is so interesting too because it's just you i think people think it's like a distraction from your feelings and i think like it's it's an energy exchange mm-hmm. like you are carrying that person's energy with you now mm-hmm. you have to be so like it's and not saying you shouldn't have fun like obviously with if you can work with a certain level of boundaries where you're able to just like hold yourself off great i think for me it's just like it doesn't work i mean how, i mean how you know you gotta be em- like emotional athletes yeah if you could actually do that i'm too damn busy to just like <laughs> that's another thing who has the time who has the time to actually train like an emotional y'all just athlete? bobbing and weaving through the sheets i gotta go to work <laughs> I gotta go to the gym. I gotta record. I gotta performance, and then I gotta eat at some point. Mm. Bitch, I gotta sleep. Mm. Yeah, so it's just sleeping like, is like it takes a lot. But then we're still the girls to be like, they're probably doing this while, and like, no, they're not doing anything. That person you're talking to, they're probably not doing anything. They're probably sleep. They I, probably work. Like exactly. Well, that was what I was, you know, being before I met my uh, my boyfriend now. But like, there is a certain point where my change was only two weeks after i developed the mindset of like i'm not chasing men i'm giving like no heck fuck no and then i literally just was like oh my god this is a new me i don't even care about like if i see a guy on the corner of my eye that i think that it's he's cute mm-hmm. i would actually just go in front of her in his peripheral and just like be cute and at that point of two weeks changing performing i was like fuck no and I think you that, guys are ugly yeah. as fucking yeah, you, you know? turn a corner. Like, you turn a corner where that, it's just like you're just like you're so exhausted from performing for people. Yeah, exactly. And I it's think like that's like with pleasing. hookup culture too. It's just like 
I'm not even getting any like sexual satisfaction from this. Mm. I'm enjoying the fact that I'm pleasing you because it's validating my Me. worth. Yeah. And how sad is that? That's so We've cool. all been there, but yeah. it, how sad is that when you really just get to the root of, I did not enjoy those last 15 minutes because that, sometimes that's all you get. Like, <laughs> you know, you get it so real. <laughs> I'm a 15 minutes kind of girl. Like, I'm not into, like, 30 Sometimes, minutes an hour, but listen, I'm getting that. <laughs> we'll get so crazy for a second. Listen. Sometimes you show up, you're having a rough time, and you get up on an app, and you're like, man, I got an itch. And when you go to scratch that itch, you're like, sis, I got to go. Uh, this is not the itch I was looking Because you realize this is just not what you were looking to do. Yeah. You just, you know, it's sitting with our emotions and just being mm. able to grow up. And not run like I think sex, drugs, mm. alcohol, you know. We all have our addictions. It. Like social media, yeah. like it doesn't have to be a substance. It can be an activity. It can be, there's so many yes. forms. We all suffer from an addiction on some level. I mm. think we look at certain people suffering from like drug abuse and alcoholism as like othered. And it's like we are all suffering from a different form of addiction. They are not lesser than Let's us. Let's speak about that. Unfortunately, they are being, you know, it just landed in their lap to get the wrong thing that really affects them. But yeah, all of us are addicted to our phones. Some of us aren't, but a lot of us are just addicted to certain things that really just like tear us apart inside, but we just don't deal with it. Oh my God. I, I am addicted to social media and it's not even funny. I think on a certain level we all are. And it's that sense of connection where, I mean, I don't think we were, I know we weren't built to be connected to this many people. That's not how the human body was like built. I like it's, like it's not it's not a normal concept to have like you know people with like millions of followers. Like that's not normal. Yeah, we're just watching Kim Kardashian and she's just so don't tell weird. them. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> because we, I mean, she. It just came on, you guys. Yeah, there we didn't even like just search for on. that much. Seriously, oh my god. I mean, like. That's so crazy. Durr. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, okay. Uh, coming back to that, um, what were we talking about? The... Like, validation. And the validation. Yeah. Truly. We need to hone in on that one. Mm-hmm. I stopped fishing for that validation for two weeks, and, and it was the fact that when I was meeting Connor and switching from that point of view was only two weeks and there's one person that always getting between us and it was just i am like a whole other person when i was talking to that other person and like the person between it because we're like literally friends and them telling connor what i told them in that past of like that two weeks was so different to the point where it's like the transition was quick and yeah. was untrue now, but then like that just you know me and Connor always talk about it because he was just like oh I wasn't so into this like I know this girl's like trouble and whatever but when I was um, when I'm talking to you, it's like freaking different I'm like yeah the transition was so quick but it realizes me again I was just like holy crap I used to be that type of girl who's desperate who's who's like. I need you to swipe right on me so then like But you know what? I'll stop you there. I don't think you were desperate. You only knew like I don't even think you should look at yourself as desperate. You only knew as much as you knew at that time. You're right. That's all you could work with. I don't Mm -hmm. think and there's I don't think anyone listening too, if you're in that space, like 
don't look at yourself like I mean I do it too it's so easy to get mad at I ourselves I still do it though and be like why were you doing that it's just like you didn't know any better and that's okay though you had to do that yeah. to be where you are now yeah. so happy so in love able to have direct communication whenever there's an issue and not have to Lash people up. please or be like I need you to do this so I feel better about it and you're coming from a place like like we've talked about before from love like yeah. opening that heart center that so yes. it's it's open yeah yeah, I was, no, well, until now, I still, you know, there's limiting belief that yeah. I think it's because from daddy issues over and over and over again. Period. Um, <laughs> and I got to though. <laughs> it's in the right spot. <laughs> well, yeah, my dad wasn't around since I was two. Mm-hmm. And he never supported me emotionally, physically. He wasn't there. He was in Canada when I was in Indonesia. He literally... Oh, my God. What part? Because I'm Canadian. Toronto. Stop. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm from Canada. I forgot. I'm a citizen, so don't try oh, nothing. Oh, Canada. <laughs> my home in... I don't know the words, actually. Native land. Oh, my God. Why do I know? I don't remember. They made it... Listen, they didn't make us sing it like they do in this country with the <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, my Indoctrination. God. Indoctrination. That's, that's crazy. Exactly. It's weird here. Y'all are weird. <laughs> and I've been here since That's every day. I'm like, y'all got to do this. Flagpole Friday. Weird. <laughs> right hands over your heart. I'm like, is this a cult? <laughs> are we in a cult? I don't is know. This is a program? Anyways, this is weird. Validation from my dad. I was just so... I thought that I'm needy for asking for a little bit of, you know... Attention. Daddy, daddy. <laughs> I literally like okay, off topic, I make that cover on YouTube and I give it to my boyfriend. I said, Hey babe, listen to this. Like mentally thinking that like, oh my god, listen, like I'm needy as freak, listen to this. But obviously he's just a man and obviously he's it's not like he's a man. Any type of gender. Like, seriously, they would never know if you don't communicate and be like, hey, I'm needy, so I need more assurance from you. And that but just that, happened a week, look, on, on Friday. Mm-hmm. But that's such a good point, too, because I've been in that place of just, like, assumption, where it's just like... Assumption. I'm Did you know ass- that? I'm just assuming. Well, yeah, that too. But I'm, it's just like, I'm just assuming... <laughs> When you like someone, you're just assuming, like, I'm assuming you're going to know I like you. Yeah. I'm assuming you're going to know when I'm upset. I'm assuming you're going to know when I want to go out. I'm assuming you're going to, like, I think it's easy to be in that. When you have validation or childhood issues, like, you're in this place of, I'm not going to ask because you might leave. Mm. So there's another side of that that's just, like, starts to get angry and starts to get resentful because it's just like, well, I was assuming. It's like kind of like how you assumed a parent would take care of you. It's oh like, God, I'm yes. assuming that you're going to just know all these things magically oh because I'm doing all of these things for you. Yeah. And then it's almost when you get to that conversation, like, I need you to do this, this, and this. The other person's like, what? <laughs> you're crazy. Like, we're not even dating. Like, we're not <laughs> even like, what do you want that all of these me. things for? Like, I don't even know what you want. And it's no. like, oh, okay, period. Uh, all right, bye. And it's just easier to run away after that because it's just like, well, now they're crazy. Yeah, and then, like, you start to do that again with, like, different faces. Yeah, and, and you end up things. leaving because it's just easier to not be vulnerable and just go do it with somebody else. Like, that problem will just continue to follow you. That's what, like, I was still struggling. And, and that, that communication of, like, hey, babe, I just really need you to assure me that that was Saturday, last Saturday, you know? And he's like, Oh, I got it now because like when you start acting differently mentally and emotionally, energetically, I pick up as if it's my fault and okay, if you're that way, then that'll be it and like nothing just going to change. So that will pick up like his limiting belief and 
like for everyone out there, don't even assume that if you're in a really healthy relationship, you're never going to find more of that person and and just work it out on and and debunking all of that limiting belief that the past of the relationship that they had and the relationship that they saw, which is from their parents, from uncle, auntie, grandpa, grandma, that literally is going to be the manifestation of all of that, like failed love, trauma, whatever, to your relationship. And it's not going to get boring if you're with the right person and always just communicate it from the bottom and out. Like just like, what's going on? Where's the belief coming from? Stop. We're Me and Connor literally are a our own relationship therapy i don't know why you know i had a call with him today i'm like oh my gosh yeah i'm going to like derose's like uh, house and then he's like oh that's amazing what are you gonna talk about I'm like yeah i'm gonna talk about uh, music and love and all that stuff and then it was just so amazing babe like remember i wanted to bring up about what um uh, our last conversation is about a big conversation about me not talking myself out of like I really wanted assurance from you on Saturday and he's like wait what did I do that's so amazing because I said what you did was so amazing on Saturday and yeah. and then he was like wait, wait, what did I do on Saturday oh remember you you asked me and just like d- debunk every single thing that like I have on my limiting belief and he's like oh my god that's so natural for us that I don't yeah. even know that that's a good thing so that is a green flag from a man yeah from a man because women what? We can talk. I mean, majority. Well, I'm I want to just say women are better than men. I am I'm never not. Gonna, I am never going to fight for a man. We're shit. Men ain't <laughs> shit. I am never going to fight for... I'm not. I'm not. But, you know, for my lesbians out there or for my bi people or just anybody that likes women, like, you know, nobody's perfect. No. Don't expect people to be... We'll even go even broader. Everybody has been hurt. Everybody has a full life. Everybody's busy. <laughs> I think we're in this weird. I feel like I see it on TikTok every time. Like, if he wanted to, he would. Yeah. <laughs> if he didn't text me in five hours, blocked. <laughs> if I didn't get proposed to in month three, why am I still with him? Why are you take a step timeline? back? Yeah. Take a step back. Just put your feet on the ground. Put the phone down. Let's start there. Feet on the grass. Stand up. Stand up. Like, get up off your ass, stand up, and really put your feet on the ground, and realize, and just realize, (laughs) people are not going to be working based on what you want. Yeah. That's just, it's not that simple. Context Mm -hmm. is everything. Just because Rebecca Online said, drop him in three seconds because he's not texting you back. Yes, there's obviously cases where if it's toxic, if you're being hurt, then you know when to leave. But sometimes I think... In our own individual experience, we have to go through these things that hurt us. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with going to get hurt. It's not fun, but these are the things that build character. These are the things that build us up. The things that tear us down help us rebuild structures that were old, that were mm-hmm. always going to collapse anyway. Yeah. It's not as simple as just running from the next person, just being like, I know my worth, I'm gone. That's great if you know your worth. But there's a level of, am I too scared to be vulnerable because I don't want somebody to take my worth down again? Yeah. These things take work. You're doing the work. Oh I think, God, yes. yes, every case is different, like I've said. If you know you need to leave. If you're in a toxic, unsafe relationship, leave. Bitch, you better you know when to leave. leave. But if you're in a situation and you're looking for answers from everything else but yourself, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. 
at the end of the day, you can only get so much advice from other people, but your intuition, your gut, mm. whatever it is that you that follows you, yeah. you have to listen to it sometimes. Mm. It may be wrong. It may be right. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you don't, girl, you don't know either. Like, no, we, don't, I don't. we don't know. But I think it's, don't get caught up in that, that era, because I've been there too, where it's just, you're just always looking for an answer. And I think even with astrology, even with like the tarot girls and all these things, like, yeah, I've been oh, there. Yeah, where it's like you want that. an answer like right away. And it's like sometimes the answer is just staring right in front of us. But we mm. just don't want to do that work because yeah. it's scary. It's hard. It's it's very it's a very raw feeling to just especially as a man. I feel like there's not a lot of spaces. I'm a man sympathizer for the next 30 seconds. There's not a lot of spaces for men. <laughs> You know, especially black men. This is something yeah. my dad has learned. There's not a lot of spaces for us to hold our emotions. We just bottle them up. Like, think of, like, the history of black men who've just been incarcerated and had to just endure, you know, through slavery, through segregation, through just constant just pain, like, that's been inflicted on generations. It's just like you're just holding okay. on to all of that pain to where it's hard to move forward, like, fully in love. It's hard to let go of the, all of that pain. It's, like, it's passed through bloodlines. Like, yeah. I've been able to rebuild the relationship with my father for us looking at our the line in our family and just going, you know, there's a lot of trauma there, but we can stop it here. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have to continue. Yeah. I'm gay, so baby, I ain't having no damn kids. So <laughs> it stops here. Like, I've yeah. made, it's, it stops here, but I almost hold my head with the purpose of, I want it to stop here. Because at least it can end on a note where I was able to sit with my emotions and not yeah. run and, you know, gallivant around town and try to find myself in other men that are going to, you know, make me feel worthy because I might not have gotten that from my dad where I didn't feel like I could be enough for him. It's, yeah. it's I had to do the hard work on my own, even when, you know, I get to places where I feel embarrassed if I'm still talking to someone who isn't giving me the right answer or I can't show them off in the right way. And it's, I've had to be like, there's nothing to be embarrassed about at the end of the day. It's, it's my life. Nobody else is going to live this life but me. So if I'm going to make a mistake mm -hmm. or make the best decision of my life, only I can make that decision. Only I can show up and, you know, do that work. Yeah. Do that, you know, do the hard things. Be direct with someone, you know. You know, I think it's easy to be like, if they're not giving me something, going back to that, you should just leave. What did you tell them you wanted? I think, mm. you know, we're people pleasers at heart. Like, yeah. that's just something I've grown up with as an artist. I think for me, I went to school with a lot of kids that didn't look like me. Yeah. I made it a point to be quiet. I made it a point to, you know, graduate with honors. I had my gold row, baby. I was top honors. I was in student council. I did everything to not stand out. Even when I did stand out, I wanted to be quiet. I wanted to be so digestible that nobody could pick me apart. Nobody could find any flaws in who I was. And it, I got to a point after high school where it was like I found music where it's just like the flaws are what make me me. Yeah. They're what people are connecting to and they're what people are going to love about me. They're not the negative things that, you know, I was seeing through media. They're not the negative things that I, you know, unfortunately was led to believe about, you know, being gay and being black and I think at the bottom line of where I am now, circling back to where we're even talking about, is just you have to live your life for you. Mm. You can't live a life like like we talked about today. You could be two things, happy or a people pleaser, mm. but you can't be both. No. It really can be that simple. Mm -hmm. You will get the answers you need being direct. 
you're wondering well, why he won't text me or what are we going to be, baby, you just have to say, what are we going to be? If he says no, bless. He just blessed you. You're free. Yeah. If he says, okay, yes, I want to show up and do this. doesn't mean he's weak. If you think he's weak, then he's not for you. But it's like you can either, you know, being direct skips a lot of bullshit. Yeah. We're in the era of situationships. Been there, done that, ain't doing that again. Mm-mm. I've learned the hard way. I think just going through where I am right now, uh-uh. Mm-mm. What's the point? No, what's the point? What's the point? It's just showing you that you're showing yourself like this is all I'm worthy of. Yeah. It's too scary. I was so emotional and I had the, like when you talk about your dad and I had the visualization where he was just in the kitchen and Mm -hmm. something just happened in his um, workplace and he just never really talks about it and he would just wash the dishes probably and be like silent and rewinding all the thing that happened at work but never get to like he has to show up for the family he has to provide for the family of your dad or my dad your dad whoa that's weird because that's literally that's what it is like i can see that image in my mind yeah well yeah. that's and that's why i was crying because i was like well actually that's for your dad but for my dad because he's not really stressed in the workplace he's never really like financially blessed me or whatever but so what i'm saying is that right now my dad has diabetes and heart attack at the same time and i think the stress that he's going through right now is just not being able to communicate with me and have a relationship with me mm-hmm. alone but with you it was not because of the family more so i mean obviously family has a lot of problems and whatever it is but i could see it from his workplace and how much he's just so responsible in his workplace and that's Mm -hmm. what the images and i see your dad i and and i saw the bottle inside his body filled in with like blue liquid Mm -hmm. over and over again never out and just let him be relaxed and be present of where he you know I talked to him after this what I I talked about this to my people also in podcast I did a one-time psychedelic and it was just fucking crazy right after I did that traveled from dimensions seven fucking dimensions I traveled didn't want to go back right after I did that my my mom was like hey he she came back from work and I was still so fucking high and she was like, hey, your dad wants to talk to you. And I'm like, what? Why? And she's, and I was, I had so much like love in me because when you went through dimensions, you literally don't have anything rather than unconditional love. And I repeatedly saying, nothing matters, but everything matters. I am everybody and everybody is me. I literally could keep on saying that. And then my mom was like, your dad, he's just rushed to the hospital. Like that was just five minutes away from me being like a outer yeah. dimension and then came coming back and my mom told me that my dad was rushed to the hospital he has a heart attack and he has diabetes and i was like in my heart i felt so much love that i forgot what he happened to him and i what happened between my mom and him like how he cheated on my mom whatsoever but i go back to um love again unconditional love and i said what daddy and i like literally call him facetime him he was on the bed he was with like oxygen he was like you know i'm sorry for whatever i did i'm like no i love you dad like i never said that like had i not been in psychedelics i would never said that and i wouldn't have recall him ever but he said um i love you but it came back down to like 
don't forget to go to uh, college. If not, you're not going to be successful. I'm like, shut the fuck. You're not even giving me the money to go to college. Anyways, I don't even want to go. And you, I don't even know many. But like, I don't, I don't care about that. I just like, wow, you know, through that psychedelic experience, I don't, I really let it go. And I feel like I, there's nothing grudges towards me and him but i know that from that standpoint of him just not talking to me have that bottle up inside him and it manifested through you know diabetes and heart attack and love it's the heart chakra it's the it's the yeah the love and it just broke and it is having a heart attack and an artery just cut off and just stopped working and it was just like that's to the point where you know, I don't even think about him in like a month or two or three or even like six months. I wouldn't think of him and that energetically that would put stop in the like in your heart mm-hmm. as a parent. I feel like had I have a kid and I never talked to them, God, you know, I, I would have been dead, mm-hmm. you know, and. You know, seeing it like that is when your dad only have me for the first time as him in this lifetime for the first freaking time. He never had a daughter before me and after me. And I think coming from that standpoint, you like truly coming, like it's unconditional love and it's, oh my God, you know, it's, it's forgiveness. And it's so, in- yeah, that was it. That oh. was like, yeah, it is coming. It's forgiveness. And I think for me, like, and I think for most people, like your first heartbreak a lot of times is your parent. Oh, hell yeah. That was your, that's the first love that you end up losing in some way. And not everybody experiences that. Sometimes it's, you know, we're not all blessed to, you know, have that experience of just happy go lucky. Mm. Especially for, you know, if you're not white, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't happen for, you know, white people, but I think especially in communities where we've been affected by so much like terror mm. from other people, yeah, there's going to be a lot harder family dynamics yes there's a lot more to work through there's a lot more trauma to just sift through it just makes the dynamics like that much more difficult and i think for both of us like what i can relate to you is like yeah it's just i felt like right now i felt i feel like i'm able to move into love with open arms because i was able to forgive Mm. because and not so much i think people always say well forgiveness isn't isn't for the isn't for the other person it's for you and i think that was where i started with and that's i think that's to a point it's good i think it's deeper when like the other person can hold themselves accountable Mm. and not everybody's gonna do that and i think for me it's like that's where i was able to move forward with like family relationships we're like finally seeing like it took a few times took a few times it kept going back to the same thing but once there was a level of me not caving in like Mm. as soon as like they you know put a smile on if he's like oh, i didn't mean to do that or no like once i you were able to put that boundary be like no mm. you're not getting access to me like that anymore yes. that relationship is over mm. we are both adults now yeah that's done mm-hmm. you will not get you know your little boy back mm. i'm like you're not gonna get your daughter back like Mm-mm. that's done yeah and i think when they see that we start to see them almost as children in a sense where it's like yeah they don't know it like they only know so much like yeah and it you're able to come from empathy where it's just like i'm not okay with the things you've done but i understand i can empathize to a point my boundaries are going to stay where they are but i'm able to forgive you 
Mm-hmm. Not I'm only not just for me. No, I'm not going to forget, <laughs> unfortunately. But it's like, I think with that forgiveness, we're able to move forward, like, with love for other people, for the world, for our neighbors, for... And I think if we were all able to do that, the world would be such a pretty place, unfortunately. Yeah. We're living through a really dark time, and it's... We're not seeing, you know... The love because there's been there's there's been the powers that be that unfortunately have just moved to this world with just greed and just taking advantage of one another instead of moving through with love like we are all our brothers and sisters like we're all neighbors like we are all part of Gaia we're mm-hmm. all on this planet yeah we are all working towards the same goal and I, it's it's unfortunate to see so many people exploit that mm-hmm. and exploit one another yeah over greed like it's mm. but that's you know you we know, won't take it that far i think <laughs> i'm going crazy that's true though well that what you know you, you see your parents as like a little kid that was like in my episode of the thermostat parenting is that you're the thermostat now because you're literally the more the more mature adult here you know rather than like blending into your family dynamic again and you're like no this just ends with me this ends with me but aside from that it's just like when you forgive you let go of that energy that you put towards the towards the past and how much they wronged you. Yeah. When you let go of that, your energetic field, that is like a another parking spot for the universe give the abundance to you. And I, that's what it is, you know. And if I think you, the universe will bring people, they'll bring you like new opportunities. And the, it's it'll literally be like you can take this new opportunity or you can stay in the past. Mm, yeah. We'll give you and I'm not saying this is the last opportunity you're gonna get, but you're only gonna get like you're either gonna learn the lesson now and they know if you're gonna learn it or not. Yeah. Takes a few times. Mm. But you can either do this hard work and sometimes we don't know like what the full hard work is. Yeah. It takes a, it takes time. Like yeah. be patient with yourself. Yeah. It, no, cause you know, we would really cause. Again, we, we talked about this too. It's when you already make the space anyway, but when you're not ready in the sense of like, all right, you already forgot. I mean, not forget. You, you already forgive. You, you created a parking spot and there's a, you know, abundance wanting to park in you. And then you're just like, I actually, I actually don't, I'm not really ready to do this because also forgiveness comes with not only forgiving, Others, but forgiving about yourself. yourself. Okay. Oh my god, we're going down to this rat. And not just being patient with others, but yourself. Yeah, that's like, why you yeah. gotta live your life for you, but you also gotta slow down for you. Yeah, you cannot be like, why isn't this happening overnight? Why am I not married? Blah, 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 blah. Why, blah, blah, blah. why don't I have a million dollars in my slow <laughs> down? The universe is only going to give you so much that you can handle, or yeah. God, or whatever. Like, you're only gonna get as much as you can handle. Mm-hmm. So, you can whine and look around and be like, this is all falling apart. This is it's only going to give you what you can handle. Yeah patience mm-hmm. patience yeah you got to catch up to the changes first mm-hmm. this should not happen overnight yeah because once you get to that goal without that work it's like well what was the point then yeah why exactly. am i sitting in this bedroom with this wonderful person or why am i at this dream job or why am i on tour if, if you didn't do the work to get there it's kind of like the people that have like and i don't really believe in overnight success but sometimes the people who have like the one hit wonder songs and then they just disappear and it's like that type of success or the relationships that get married so fast that end up fizzling out like that type of momentum is it's so fast that you're not giving your 
body enough time to even catch up to what's happening to you like emotionally it's going to take you some time to be like this is what my life looks like now yeah even if you think like this is everything i wanted it's happening now 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 i want it to happen now 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 i'm going to make it happen now it's like mm-hmm. those people that have those moments like success like that they end up disappearing because they don't know that they even wanted that yeah it's not sustainable Mm-hmm. It's too much. No, no one's nervous system can handle that much change that quickly. Exactly. It's not natural. Well, longer legacy. I mean, longer process is longer legacy. Eh? That's what yeah. I like. You know, you got to build the foundation. You have to. It's like if you plant a tree. Like, if you planted it yesterday, why the hell would it be grown tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you planted it three months ago, why would you expect apples to be falling from it? If you planted it a year ago, why would you expect it to be taller than the tree that you saw at the last park you used to go to all the time? You yeah. know, like relationships. Why would you expect it? You know, it's having patience. It's that slow growth and just enjoying the process. It's not always going to be fun, but there's something. If you can find the enjoyment of just like, look how much I've changed. Like I had that moment today where, you know, I have a show coming up and. Oh, get, oh my god, my god, let's talk about that. I get that. nervous. Like when I do shows, I'm just like, well, is anybody gonna come? Is anybody and I had to stop myself and be like, You're playing a show. Yeah. Five years ago, you were stuck in college and you had no producer and you were ready to give this up. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, 2013, you were writing like your first poems. That's crazy. You like there was no thought of like you're even gonna be doing this like that long. So it's just like looking back and looking where I'm now. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so proud of you. I'm yeah. so proud of you. Like, yeah. you're scared and you're still showing up. Like you're still showing up to do these things. Like you're not. You're not running from who you are anymore. Yeah. Even in relationships too. Like ten years ago, I was just like, maybe it's gonna be me to the end of time. Me, me, me. Me, me, me. Nobody's coming in. Nobody's exactly. gonna know that I'm gay nobody's gonna know anything about me I'm gonna ride this out with as many pets as I can get I'm gonna be that old man at the corner and be like you kids better stop running on my lawn with like, that like LGBTQ flag with no flag no, no flag? it was just gonna be like again so invisible so oh. hidden even but growing miserable because I wanted to be seen yeah. but I was just too afraid and I think now it's just like there's no fear I mean, there's a little bit there, I think, sometimes, but it's I can break it down and just sit with myself. I've been able to sit with my emotions, like living on my own and just be like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Letting it sit because Connor literally helped me to get rid of because lately I've been doing Kundalini and Kundalini literally makes me feel like I'm so you know, in tune to everybody's just energy and I'm so like, oh my God, I shouldn't do that to that people, you know, like they have their own trauma and then it just like process and I'm so tired because like the energy just filled out between my, like in my heart chakra and my throat chakra and what he told me, just like sit on it, like sit with it, <laughs> sit on it, sit with it and feel it. Feel where it's, where it's at and just give love to it. And I'm like, oh my god not you teaching me it's like the other way around like i always teach him but like now he's teaching me literally save the fuck out of my life because i'm so it Your hurts so bad in, the people are end up being the best teachers yeah and they don't even realize it mm-hmm. and we end up being the best teachers for them and we don't even realize it no and that's that's universe that's that's she god that's her 
God is a woman. But yeah, if y'all want to come to a show. Oh my God, yes. Talk about that. Okay, how can people find you? Your TikTok, your Instagram, your... Do you have YouTube, Spotify? I have it all, baby. I have podcast. it all. I mean, so if you, you want to just stream so. the music, it's D-E space R-O-W. Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal if you use that, Amazon Music. Amazon Music. Everything. Mm-hmm. YouTube, D-Row Music? Oh, my God. Bear with me. Instagram, we'll start there. Instagram is D-E underscore R-O-W. Twitter is D-E-R-O-W Music. No spaces, no underscore, D-Row music. Same goes for Twitter. Did I say Twitter? Yes, you did. Same goes for YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) TikTok, I mean, if you want to see me be a damn fool on TikTok, if you can handle it, it's going to be D-E underscore R-O-W. Same as the Instagram. D-E underscore R-O-W. On my Instagram, there's a link. If you click the link in my bio... You can buy tickets to my show. It's November 12th. I'm playing the Virgil in Santa Monica. I go on at 820. Mm. Would love to have you guys there. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be an acoustic set. Maybe I'll do some surprises. Ooh. Maybe we'll do a new song. No promises. I mean, if you're new to me, they're all new songs. So you <laughs> yes. don't really lose. You just win. Yeah, and let me tell you guys, like, Connor only loved punk rock song, and the fact that, like, when he listens to Duro's new song, um, he loves it and it's stuck in his head, that means a lot. Coming from the standpoint that we always fight over what I wanted to listen to and he wants to listen to, because I listen to Alanda Ray, Queen, but Duro's song, he loves it. And that means a lot, so... You know, well, it means a lot to me to hear too. I love it. It's just it's stuck in my head. Not good enough. Not good enough. Like it's such a hit. Like not good enough. If you're really new to me, go listen to Not Good Enough. You're probably on Spotify like, or Apple. Yeah. Listen to a podcast. Go listen to Not Good Enough. Go right now. Pause go on the podcast. YouTube. It's free. Yeah. Pause the podcast. Go listen. Come back. Yeah. Exactly. You well, have time. Thank you so much, Jero, for having me and you wanting to like be the first. Yeah. You Should know, we have any closing thoughts or anything? Well, what do you have? Be yourself, bitch. That's what I was thinking. I was like, be your authentic self. Be yourself, and bitch. that's the only thing that matters. Don't worry life. about it. Nobody. Don't check for nobody. Mm-mm. Be yourself, bitch. Mm-mm. Be direct. Be beautiful. Be, be unapologetic. You. Be unapologetic yourself. The right people will always find you. The right people will always find Very you. Right. Say it again. The right, right people, people will always find you. you. The vocals will be better at the show. <laughs> I promise. Okay, bye guys. Bye. I love you. Hi, fearless souls. Before you go, do you want a free guided future self meditation? And if you do, all you gotta do is to write an honest review of this podcast and take a screenshot of it before you send it through to this email, Olin Quinn Inquiries, O-L-I-N-Q-I-N-N-I-N-Q-U-I-R-I-E-S at gmail.com. Again, that's Olin Quinn Inquiries. Send a screenshot right through that email and my team will send you a free future guided meditation in exchange for the review of this podcast. I created this meditation when I needed guidance on decision making. And on top of that, there was a time crunch on it. 
For example, when I was joining a digital course that is taking, quote-unquote, a lot out of me to invest, applying for a visa when there was no certain promises I can go to America or not, investing in myself for a self-care or vacation, when I have a speculative job that just came up, should I take it or should I not? In 99.99% of the time, it helps me to communicate to my higher self and give me the right answers and actions that I needed to take in those rushing moments. And let me tell you, your honest review means so much to me because I can bring more information, more great content for other people to manifest what their hearts desire and have the best transformation in their lives. Okay, I love you guys so much. Thank you for the review and I will see you in my next episode. Bye!